Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Teen Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi. Did you miss me? Well, I mean, like you heard me (laughs) in all those weeks, but hope you guys missed the recaps. I'm back. Um, A fun fact about what's going on right now is that my neighbors are fucking moving uh, directly outside of my window and being quite loud about it. So hope you can't hear it. What a week to come back to. Guys, I don't even know where to fucking start. Like, I honestly feel overwhelmed. I have like 900 tabs up. So much has fucking happened this week. Uh, Let's get the easy thing out of the way, which is Janelle Evans had a custody hearing and she did not get custody of Jace. Surprise, surprise. Although, I don't know. It is a little bit of a surprise. A good surprise. Uh, She has official visitations. Her and Barbara did mediation. Um, She gets him every other weekend during some of the summer and like school breaks. And I guess they rotate holidays. Great. No word on child support. Um, she hasn't paid child support in a long time. At one point, she was paying like $150 a month or something that low. Oh, my God. I have to yawn. <sighs> Excuse me. She was paying like $150 a month and Barbara asked for it to be withdrawn. So she does not pay child support. And I haven't seen any reports of child support um, included. So, yeah, no child support that I know of, but. Barbara still maintains uh, full physical and legal custody from everything that I've read. Uh, Janelle is pissed, to say the least. She's been doing quite a lot of tweeting and deleting. I do not understand why their custody agreement did not include something that said no internet shit talking. Uh, David and Janelle sold a video from Cinco de Mayo of Barbara having a glass of wine and then driving and Janelle like screaming Um, how could you drive drunk? But, like, I don't think Barbara was drunk. I think she had a glass of wine at the most. And if, like, Janelle was really concerned that Barbara was driving drunk, like, wouldn't she fucking call the police when Barbara got into the car with the kids? It makes no sense. Um, Janelle is fucking crazy. She's lost her mind. She's pissed she didn't win because, you know, custody, as I've said on this podcast multiple times, has never been about Jace. It's always been about beating Barbara, which is sad. But it's, like, crazy that a Janelle Evans custody case and her releasing a video of Barbara, like, driving drunk, maybe, um, is the least of my concerns this week. Because this week has been the week of Amber and Matt, as I'm sure you guys know. I don't even... I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Okay, so on Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, a story came out that Matt had cheated on Amber. So we've been hearing from this girl, Tiffany, for uh, a while. She has been saying that her and Matt, or that Matt and her had been exchanging texts. She was featured on the Being Matt episode as like a friend of Jeff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, She released a voicemail of Matt talking to her. I don't even remember what the voicemail said. 
I'm bad at this apparently today, but, uh, so Tiffany has been kind of like talking for a while and it hadn't been getting that much attention, like a little bit, but like not that much because I don't know, Matt's a scumbag and I don't think anybody's surprised, right? Uh, Tiffany's a cancer survivor. She has kids. She's a tattoo artist. I think she specializes in medical tattoos. Uh, I didn't realize that could be a tattoo specialty, but that's like, it's actually kind of cool. And I guess her and Matt met on Twitter as Matt meets everyone on Twitter. Um, that should come as a surprise to zero people. So on earlier this week, like Tiffany comes out with a pretty explosive story. Let's see. I have so many fucking articles pulled up on my computer. So, uh, she talked to the Daily Mail and said that, um, over New Year's, Tiffany went to Vegas with Jeff, with Matt, with Amber, and, um, while there, they had sex. Matt and Tiffany had sex. Um, I guess they had met in November, and he wanted to like, invest in her business, he wanted to give her $15,000. And he was texting her inappropriately, like, right off the bat. Uh, She's like, well, I didn't, I just wanted, like, the money for my uh, business. I didn't really, like, care that he was texting me inappropriately, which is, like, sad and a life lesson if there are any young women. Like, never take money from somebody that wants to fuck you. Just don't do it. Like, it's not going to ever work out for you. Um, That's not the way to get ahead in business. It doesn't work. it just, it, it's a mess. Business shouldn't be like that. So, uh, they all go to Vegas and he, he, as in Matt, goes into Tiffany's hotel room at 2 a.m. You, and I'm going to read what the Daily Mail says. Using the excuse that he had left some souvenirs there and he had sex with her again. Oh, they had already had sex? Okay. Apparently, they had sex for 45 seconds. And then later, he comes into her hotel room. And what she describes to me sounds a lot like rape. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Matt has been accused of rape in the past. The victim killed herself. I've talked about that on here, right? That <sighs> Diet Coke, gotta love it. Um, That Matt in the past was accused of rape. Nothing ever really came of it, but the victim killed herself, which is sad and dark. So Matt came into her room and she said she was shaking and froze. I didn't do anything to stop him. Um, that's sad. You know, like to me, that sounds like core core coerced. I can't say that word coerced sex. That does not sound consensual. Um, Sex should never be that you didn't do anything to stop him. That should not be how sex is. Sex should be enthusiastic consent. Um, so, yeah, this came out. You know, uh, it's interesting because, like, she was on the Vegas trip. Like, she was there with Matt and Amber and Amber's brother. Like, she was. Um, so, it's... It, she was on the Bean Matt special. It's hard to completely discredit this because she has text. She has a voicemail. Um, Matt's a scumbag. It, it all sounds very believable to me. So that comes out in the morning. And that was, what day is that? Published on May 24th, which was, bear with me guys, Wednesday. 
So that's like kind of crazy, right? Um, I was like, holy shit, holy shit. But later that day, a big bombshell drops, which is that Matt and Amber took a meeting with Vivid on May 8th when they were in L.A. and talked about a porn. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure the reason that that story leaked on the same day is because Matt is diverting attention. Because this cheating story is extremely serious, especially if her, you know, she didn't call it rape, she didn't call it assault. But, like, if what she's saying is true, it's it's nuts. Um, it's, ju- it's just nuts. So, uh, later that day, this porn meeting leaks, which is crazy and um you know like i i don't even really know what to say about it i mean i do first of all i'm 100 percent positive that matt and amber will absolutely never do a porn i'm just i'm sure of that they took this meeting so that they could leak the story because they got so many headlines every fucking magazine well magazine i'm like using that word in quotes every blog every tabloid was reporting on this it was huge news tmz was the one that broke it like it was huge um us weekly wrote about it every reality tv blog twitter was blowing up it was great publicity for them i mean not the type of publicity i would want but good publicity for people that believe that any publicity is good publicity right which like i think we can all agree that matt does so um they took this meeting everybody's flipping out i don't believe for one fucking second they're making a porn first of all amber hates her body have you guys ever noticed that this whole week or this whole week this whole season amber is literally covered head to toe i understand that it's winter but like I mean, she's dressing like a fat girl, and I say that as a fat girl. I I see what she's doing. Amber has no self-confidence. She's never had any self-confidence. She has since then, like, lost some weight and is looking good. But, like, no. Amber, no. She, do- she just doesn't have the confidence to do a porn. And also, I'm not sure why Vivid would pay for a porn featuring Matt. That seems very weird to me, but apparently that's... What Matt and Amber are saying they want. Um, so a lot of people brought up... I have a huge knot in my hair, by the way, that I just discovered. Ugh. So a lot of people have brought up that it's really hypocritical because Amber bashed fair doing porn. Um, which, like, yeah, it is. That's correct. But I just want to say, like, I don't think Amber give a fuck that Farrah does porn. It's just the easiest insult for her to throw. It's the lowest hanging fruit. Um... Amber was always really, really, like, supportive of Farrah, like, never cared about the porn, especially when Macy and then Caitlin were flipping out about it. She's like, I don't really care that she did porn. Porn was never Amber's issue with Farrah. Amber didn't start getting an issue with Farrah until Farrah started talking about Matt. Um, the only reason that Amber brought up porn is because Farrah and Simon called Matt a pedophile, and Amber knew that was something she could say to insult Farrah. Right? It's, like, the easiest insult for Farrah. Especially because Farrah, like, has spent all this time denying that she even did a porn, even though she's, like, an active sex worker, basically. She runs a campsite. She sells the molds of her uh, vagina and anus. She has the porn. She did a porn. Um, She works very much in the sex industry. She does the appearances at strip clubs. The rumors are she presents it as she'll do VIP shows on the campsite. I don't know if that's true. There are no screenshots of it, but she will post, like, she posted a picture on Snapchat recently, like, holding money, and it was, like, message me for rates. Like, I mean, 
I don't really know what else that can mean. Um, but Farrah works in the sex industry, but is still very weird about it and doesn't like to be called out on it and doesn't seem to like to talk about it. So that's what Amber went for. Uh, you sell your vagina or whatever she was saying. I really don't think Amber gives a fuck that Farrah does porn. She just was insulting her. So like, yeah, obviously it'd be hypocritical for Amber to do porn, but uh, it's not like Macy. Like if Macy did porn, like that would be fucking hypocritical. Uh, if Caitlyn did porn, that would be hypocritical. I think Amber is a hypocrite in a lot of ways and a terrible person. But um, let's be real, like she doesn't give a fuck if Farrah does porn. So it's just, I'm like 100% sure that this porn story only came out only came out because um of the cheating thing i mean the meeting was on may 8th and then all of a sudden every tabloid had it the same exact fucking day two and a half weeks later by the way may 8th is my sobriety date i had three years on may 8th isn't that great (laughs) it just sticks out to me but um you know may 8th is the day that they have this meeting and then it happens to break on may 24th like come on I'm not an idiot, Matt. So everybody is like, oh, what the fuck? This makes no sense. Um, it's a terrible idea. I mean, it's a terrible idea. It, you know, this like, it just doesn't make any sort of sense. It doesn't like, I don't, what image is Amber trying to project? Like, why would she do a porn? Like, how much money could she really make on it? Like, it just... Like I said, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, I don't understand why she would do it. Uh, Matt gave interviews saying that uh, Vivid offered them 85k up front plus 30% residuals, which would be about eight times the amount Farrah got because she got 10k up front plus residuals. So I mean, it like it is a lot of money, but like, is it that much money? Like, uh. Basically, they came out and said, like, we took this because we're business people, which LOL. And then Amber had the gall to say that they would use the money from the porn to open rehabs worldwide. I need them to stop fucking talking about rehabs. Like, I am begging them, like, stop fucking talking about rehabs. Just stop it. Shut the fuck up about rehabs. You're never opening a fucking rehab. If you wanted to open a rehab, you would already be in the process of it. You'd be opening a sober living home. You'd be running an IOP like it just doesn't make any sense so uh also Amber believes that Leah would not be affected by her sex tape in any way because Leah would not know about it until she's old enough she's in elementary school right now I would hope no one would even think to tell her it would be something I'd do when she's the right age guess what Leah would know almost immediately because somebody's parent would tell their child and that child would tell Leah you're fucking on a reality. You're famous, Amber. Like, you live in a, in Indiana. Like, there aren't that many famous people there. Like, people would tell your kid that you shot a fucking porn. Um, like, not that I think doing a porn makes someone a bad mother, but, I mean, Amber just is a bad mother. And this is how out of touch she is with Leah and being a mother that she doesn't even understand that Leah would find out. So, it's just... It just is, like, really crazy. It doesn't even make sense. Amber was, like, tweeted that she was shocked that her fans were judging her and upset by it. Like, really? Really, Amber? You were shocked that people were judging you for taking a meeting about doing a fucking porn? Like, how... 
how could you be shocked? Like, this is all Matt. It all screams the Matt. Amber's so fucking wrapped up in Matt. So, this morning I wake up. I'm skipping one other thing that came out the next day. Because I'm going to bring that up when I go into my recap, which I'm going to do next. Because I just have to start with Amber. But the next day, or by the next day, I mean today, I wake up. And Reddit is, has exploded again. Like, it <laughs> really, like, the Reddit should, at this point, change its name to Matt and Amber because almost every single post is about them. But, uh, so Bubby, a.k.a. Sean, a.k.a. Amber's brother, his wife, I guess, uh, oh, oh my god, the most important part. I totally forgot about this. Um, in case you guys are wondering, you can see Matt's cock because um, Tiffany released a picture of Matt's dick. Like, she didn't just show text. She didn't just show voicemails. Like, she showed a fucking picture of Matt's dick. So, uh, somehow, texts got leaked between Bubby's sister and I don't even know who, I guess, from Tiffany. And, uh, excuse me, not Bubby's sister, Bubby's wife. Um, She says, I understand. It's frustrating having someone lie and having people believe those lies. It would drive me insane, especially there being truth. All I know is that Matt is never allowed around my kids or in my home again. Hopefully, Amber will come to her senses. Look at that dick pic since that's all she has because she refuses to believe the messages and see that Matt's hair and see that it's Matt's hair and hand in her floor in her home. I told Sean that this was me. I told Sean that I would investigate the shit out of every hair on his hand, every bump line on his penis if that were me. She needs to wake up. It's aggravating. She left Gary for cheating. Uh, so, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I guess Sean's wife is now fucking mad, and hopefully that will mean Sean's mad. Um, so, (laughs) in response to these, Amber said that, which we had known because last week, uh, it came out that Matt took a polygraph, which is insane. And Amber is now saying that Matt took two separate polygraphs and that he passed them and that it wasn't his dick pic, it was Jeff's. I swear to God, how much fucking money is Jeff getting? Like, when is Jeff going to come speak out? Because Jeff is also who Matt blamed for tweeting Amber. Remember Jeff is poker buddy? So Amber also posted a picture of the polygraph results, which uh, Reddit says are fake. Oh, I just hit my mic. I wonder if you could hear that. Um, Isn't it funny? Like, I wonder if you could hear that because I'm not going to edit this before I post it. Uh, it's just hard to edit, guys. It's hard to listen back to yourself after you record it, and I don't leave enough time. Like, I could record earlier in the week and then later edit later in the week, but if I did that, I would have missed all this stuff. I know, I'm the worst podcaster ever. I don't really know how you guys listen to this. But, um, so Reddit says the polygraphs are fake. Uh, they look like they come from a fake website. I don't really understand all of their stuff. But Amber posted polygraph results, uh, which is, you know, crazy. Let's read some of Amber's tweets. Um, so she tweeted entertainment lawyer, you know, who runs Crazy Days and Nights, the awful blind item site. And she said, well, first of all, she this is my favorite part. OK, she said, you understand this person is isn't a celebrity. So you can actually be persecuted by law, right? You fucked with the wrong bitch now. You're an ignorant and ugly person inside. I've never met such a desperate person. We tried to... Oh, wait. Okay, so wait. 
here's the deal. She said that to, uh, you're an ignorant, we try to help you because you said you had cancer, I guess. And you wanted to do business, blah, blah, blah. Disgraceful to do what you do, just disgusting. Okay, so that was not just entertainment lawyer. It was to Tiffany, the camp. She calls herself Cancer Girl, by the way. So, like, she's been called Cancer Girl, which is, like, awful. But, I mean, if you give yourself that name, like, what am I going to do? Not call you Cancer Girl? I'm, you know, so Amber, um, sorry if that was confusing, but those tweets were to Tiffany, but entertainment lawyer was just tagged in them. Okay, first of all, Matt's a fucking public figure, you dumb ass bitch, Amber. I hate to use the word bitch, but, you know, like, you're a dumb ass, Amber. Matt is a fucking public figure. He might not be a celebrity, but he's a public figure. Uh, let's name the way Matt is a public figure. He's been on a reality TV show for three fucking years. He gets paid to be on a reality TV show. He has given how many fucking interviews in the last year? Um, so, so many. They've been on news shows. They were on Brandy's podcast. He's writing a fucking memoir about being a fucking public figure that gets scrutinized in the media. He's writing a memoir about being a public figure. (laughs) His whole fucking book that comes out in a week or whenever with that fucking disgusting cover of him naked is about the fact that the media lies about him because he's a public figure. It's insane. And first of all, you don't get persecuted for slander. It's a fucking civil offense. Jesus Christ, you would get sued. And I would love to see a Matt hire a lawyer and argue in front of a judge that he's not a fucking public figure. And also, truth is the ultimate defense against libel. You cannot be persecuted if what you say is the truth. And this girl's telling the truth. She has pictures. She has text messages. She has voicemails. She was on that goddamn trip. Ugh. I've worked myself up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just crazy because like Matt is a fucking public figure. So Amber also tweeted, guess what, everyone? Matt took two lie detector tests saying he never cheated on me and he didn't meet he didn't meet me money. Uh, I guess that she meant to say he didn't take my money. He passed. LOL, fuck off. Um, you know. Sounds like a sober and rational Amber, right? Uh, Let's see what else she tweeted. Now, seriously, I'm done with all this. I'm always going to be honest with you guys. Sending all my love, heart. She's fucking crazy with that sending all my love stuff. Um, By the way, also, Matt, or Amber's Twitter is fucking insane. All she does, like, and I get it. Okay, so I have this, like, (laughs) molecule of recognition from this podcast, right? I mean, like, I've had, like, 6,000 listens, whatever. So, like, uh, some people like me. And I understand, like, when people tweet at me, I'm like, shit, like, this is awesome. This feels great. And, like, all my feathers in my hair podcast tweet Twitter, which is EBP underscore feathers, come find me. Like, I will retweet stuff that's positive because it's promo for my show. And I understand, like, it's a fucking ego trip, right? Amber retweets every fucking positive comment about her. Her entire timeline will just be her retweeting people calling her like an amazing, strong woman, an amazing mother. It's nuts. By the way, did you guys listen to her on Brandy's podcast when she said that Leah worships her? That was nuts. That was really crazy. Um, so, like, I... 
it's just crazy. Like, okay, so, you know, if your friend is, like, snooping in her boyfriend's phone all the time, like, eventually you have to be like, girl, like, either trust him or break up with him. But, like, the snooping that you're doing is crazy. It makes you look crazy. You don't trust him. So, like, what's the point of even being, even being with him, right? Like, you have to... You have to tell him that, or you have to tell him, like, that this is not working. So, what do you say when your friend is getting lie detector tests? Not to mention, like, lie detector tests are basically completely inaccurate. They're not allowed in courtrooms for a reason. Um, If you have to lie detector test your fiancé, you need to fucking leave him, you dumbass. Um, I'm trying to have compassion for Amber because she does have personality disorders, uh, especially her borderline personality. I know that makes uh, her fear of abandonment really crazy. But like, girl, come on. I want to share. I was in. um... Relationship for six years when I was in my addiction and my boyfriend was an addict and it was a mess. Like it was the worst relationship ever the worst relationship ever and um I was a lot like Amber and I'm so grateful that I just had to lie to myself and like a couple people around me and not lie to every single person in the world like millions of people like Amber does because I would not be able to handle it I just wouldn't um but you know like I came home once (laughs) and found my boyfriend lying on my bed like passed out because he'd been shooting up and there were literally I wish I had like had a picture of this to show you guys but heroin baggies like surrounding him um and he convinced me he just fell asleep and wasn't using the heroin he just was selling it but when I say convince me that's like not accurate really I just like chose to believe him because the fact was if I didn't believe him I would have to break up with him and we did this a million times about a million things like he would do something outrageous and like when I say outrageous I mean outrageous um like take a vacation with another girl outrageous um but he would then lie to me about it and I would choose to believe him even though I'm smart and capable and understand like what he was saying did not make any factual sense but like I just had to believe it because I could not deal with breaking up with him because I was just too fucked up um I was just too fucked up of a person to to deal with the the repercussions of what it would mean if my boyfriend was really using heroin again or really on a vacation with another girl or whatever, whatever, whatever. So, like, I kind of, like, I do get where Matt's, or not where Matt, where Amber's coming from, but at the same time, it's like, you have a daughter, like, you are subjecting this disgusting man to your daughter. Like, get it to fucking gather, Amber. Um, I personally think Amber is probably not off of hard drugs right now. Um, she lost weight, which, I mean, I think we've all seen. She has no capacity to lose weight unless she's on drugs. I mean, which seems mean, but, like, we saw her try to lose weight on the show and she was completely unable to do it. And the only time we've seen her lose weight in the past has been through drugs. So, she's lost weight um, and she's, like, obviously not stable or sane or in, like, a rational place whatsoever. So... Yeah, Amber's just not doing great. Um, Amber is now with a sociopath. She's been with a sociopath. Matt is like the ultimate con man. Um, I want to get right into 
the recap. I've been talking for 30 minutes and I haven't even recapped anything. Um, I'll probably fly through Kate's and Farah's because almost nothing happened. And Macy's maybe, but <laughs> I want to start with Amber, obviously. It was really the only interesting thing that happened this week. Uh, OG sucks, by the way. Like, I love all the characters and I love following them, but like, as a TV show, like, Team Mom OG is not very good. I just read the recaps so I was not doing the pod for the last month. And then I had to watch like 16 fucking episodes because so many episodes aired in the last month, uh, in the last week. And like, I watched four episodes and nothing happened in any of them. <laughs> Like, nothing. I had seen some of, like, the, the important clips, and I had read recaps, and I was like, wow, I missed nothing. Um, but, you know, I'm dedicated to this podcast, so I didn't want to miss any of the episodes. Okay, so they're all going to Vegas uh, because their neighbors, their friends, Wayne and Annette are getting married after 32 years. And uh, Annette and Amber are driving to pick up Annette's wedding dress, and Amber's like, I feel like I've been with Matt for 32 years. Like, I just don't understand, like, how you guys have made it so long. And Annette's like, well, I let him do him and I do me. And Amber's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. She's like, I've been through so much shit with him. It would blow your mind. It's hard to just forget things. I can forgive easier than I can forget. However, that doesn't mean I'm okay. Uh, She's like, well, all I want is trust. And it's like, Amber, you don't have trust. You'll never have trust. Her and Matt, yeah, they've been together for three years, but at the same time, like, three years isn't that long. Like, you shouldn't be struggling so much in your relationship at three years. You shouldn't be terrified to marry your fiancé. Matt and Wayne are trying on suits, and the lady at the store is like, oh, is there going to be a double wedding? And he was like, oh, no, ha, 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 ha. But I just wanted to say, like, so when they went there, Matt and Amber had been tweeting, like, nonstop, that they were, um, what was I going to say? That they were going, getting married, getting married, getting married. And, like, everyone on the internet was like, holy shit, Matt and Amber are getting married because Matt had been tweeting this. And then he was like, LLJK, it's just our friend's wedding. But I really think, like, Matt was 100%, like, getting Amber to marry him. So we're all in marriage. Um, we're all in marriage. We're all in Vegas. And... Uh, they are looking at the chapels and Matt like tells Amber, Hey, I talked to Boo Boo about getting married. I texted her and she said, I want to get married. Um, and Christina sent a text saying Amber or Lee is so excited because, uh, for you guys to get married. So basically Matt saying he texted Lee and said, would you be cool if your mom and I got married in Vegas? And Leah said, yes. And Christina confirmed it. Um, and that's, like, crazy because it comes out that didn't even happen. Amber's like, no, no, like, I don't really want to do that. Um, and Matt's like, you don't have to embarrass me. And Amber's like, how am I embarrassing you? I just don't really want to do it because I'm so scared. Uh, she starts crying because she's so scared. And Matt's like, let's get married. Let's get married. Let's get married. Let's get married. Um, She's like pushing and pushing and pushing and being so weird and aggressive. He was so aggressive this whole episode. And Amber's like, no, I don't want to do it without my family. And she's like, but she like at one point like kind of says like, yes, and like shakes her head. Yes. And Matt's like, yes. OK, we're getting married. We're going to get married right now. Um, mind you, like, they're there for somebody else's wedding. Like, 
Which is crazy. Like, they're ruining someone else's wedding. I just want everybody to keep that in mind. Like, they ruin these two people's wedding. So, Amber starts crying. Uh, and she calls her brother. And, uh... Bubby is like, no, uh, you can do what you want. You're a grown woman, but I really think like your family should be there. And Amber's like, yep, that's all I needed to hear. Um, she obviously called Bubby because she knew Bubby would say no because she didn't want to do it. And she wanted Leah to be there. And, um, Matt's not pleased about it. He's like, you're making me feel bad. Um, oh, actually, I guess Amber said, you're making me feel bad. And Matt's doing this weird calm voice where he's like, no, it's perfectly fine. It's 100%. And Amber's like, I just want Boo Boo to be here. Boo Boo needs to be here. And uh, Matt's like, no, no, it's totally fine. But what I will say is that your brother, what your brother just did to you is wrong. Like, Sean didn't do anything. She called and said, would you be mad? And he said, I wouldn't be mad, but like, I would want to be there. He was really calm. He didn't talk shit on Matt. It was totally fine. Um... And Amber was like, don't talk about my brother like that on camera, which, you know, was interesting. I like it when they acknowledge cameras. You guys know that. So Matt walks over to a producer and is livid and says, I will not marry her and I will not marry her ever. I will not let her brother dictate her life. Um, The producer sticking up for Amber and is like, no, Amber wants to marry you. And uh, Matt says she should marry her brother. Fuck her. She just humiliated me on TV and calls her brother the F word. Which, you know, is not a great look, to say the least. Um, So at this point, I want to go into Matt's excuse. So, first they go on the MTV After Show. Did you guys watch that? I actually watched it, which I usually never watch the After Show. And Matt says he was just mad, like he loves Amber so much. When he uses the F word, that's he where he's from, the F word doesn't mean gay. It just means like someone that's a motherfucker. It means gay everywhere, Matt. You're just a fucking idiot. Um, and he's like, well, I'm sorry if anybody was offended. And like didn't even really say sorry. So that premiered on Wednesday, Monday night after the show. It was a live after show. Then on what day is this? On Thursday. People Magazine, People.com. I don't know when the fuck people started covering the Teen Moms. Um, People gets an interview with Matt and he says, I had a drug drug relapse this year for the first time with prescription pills. I fell back into my addiction for about two months around December. I was taking a good amount of pills and I was killing the pain. Before I knew it, I was back in the cycle again and completely off my program. I was so convincing myself that it wasn't as bad as it used to be, but it was. During the episode, Bayer was looking at the Las Vegas wedding venues with friends and tried to convince Portwood to elope, but she refused, launching Bayer into a vicious tirade. He flipped out and told an MTV producer he was done with this relationship. Uh, That person that I was watching was not me. It's not who I am, he says. I remember getting really upset and I felt a lot of shame. Also, what I said was completely not how I feel and it also doesn't make sense. I do know that I allowed myself to have my buttons pushed that day. I just don't remember it all that well. They caught me on a really bad day. When I saw that piece of tape, I had no idea that even existed. That wasn't me. I completely blacked out. I was selfish. I was rambling. I was not remembering something we had filmed just 20 minutes prior. I was in a really, really bad place. 
The time, the last time I took pills was roughly around four months ago. I was in New York. That was a big slap in the face. We went out for a press day for a couple days. And after we finished the trip, we went to LA to film something. While I was there, I saw one of the team mom executives and I asked them a question. He looked at me and said, Matt, we had a two hour conversation about this already. I didn't remember the conversation or even seeing him in New York. I barely remembered the trip. That was the turning point for me. I had just blacked out an entire two-day trip. I have a problem again. At first, Amber did not know about it because I did everything I could to keep it away from her. That lasted a very short time, he says. She came to me concerned and said, look, we've been together for three years. I know you better than anybody. You need to tell me what's going on. One thing I can't do is lie to Amber. I want to repeat that. One thing I can't do is lie to Amber. So I said, listen, I'm in a bad place. She told me to get help immediately and you need to get back on your program, Bayer adds. She really kind of got in my face about it. I was afraid at first to tell her. You just never know how people are going to react. Amber is supportive, but she can be stern when it comes to stuff like this. She was pretty firm about it. Now with Portwood involved in expressing her concern, Bayer knew the next step would be to call a sponsor and get back on the program. One thing Bayer insists is that he wasn't using when Leah was around. I did not use when we had Leah. I would never. I never did drugs around my kids, he says. Having Leah around was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it preoccupied my mind. I had to take care of her and I didn't think about all the negative stuff. I got sick afterward. I went to my program for the first time since relapsing. I threw up for a few days, which I needed. I needed a reminder that light, that this isn't a life I wanted. I would never want to get back to this life. I spent a lot of years sober and I was disappointed and ashamed that this happened, but I'm also going to grow from it. Now I have zero desire for it. Oh, guys, where do I start? So, you know, this comes out. First of all, he, like, didn't mention this one fucking time on MTV, which doesn't make any sense. Like, he literally on Monday mentioned no pills, and Thursday he's supposedly on pills. Second of all, opiates don't make you black out. Here's a fun fact, guys. You don't black out on opiates. Matt, next time you want a believable story, fucking call me first and ask me. Because this, none of this makes any sort of sense. It does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not believable. It's inconsistent. Matt is not a drug addict. I'm, I could pass a lie detector test. Hey, Amber girl, you want to pay for a lie detector test for me? Matt's not a drug addict and you're a fucking idiot if you think he is. So let me break this down for you and why he's lying. First of all, this is a weird sentence. I had a drug relapse this year for the first time with prescription pills. What? For the first time with prescription pills? But you have repeatedly told us in MTV that you did the same stuff as Amber, which is prescription pills. Okay. Uh, I was, before I knew it again, I was completely off my program. What program? Uh, when we first, the first time Matt was on MTV... Not MTV, but on the reunion show talking to Dr. Drew, he told Dr. Drew he had done AA and he had a sponsor, but that sponsor was back in Massachusetts and he didn't really talk to him anymore. And that was three years ago. What program? What I want to know what program Matt was on where he had a sponsor that was cool with him drinking. I know it's not NA. I know it's not AA. I know it's not CA. I know it's not HA. Um, I think there's an OA, Opiates Addict. By the way, CA is Cocaine Anonymous, HA is Heroin Anonymous. Uh, they are like AA, but you talk about drugs, but you work out of the big book. 
beyond the scope of this podcast. <laughs> if you have questions, message me. Um, but there's no way he was working any sort of program that he had a sponsor that was cool with drinking. Um, I mean, maybe I would say maybe smart recovery, but I'm pretty positive smart recovery does not have sponsors. So what the fuck program is he talking about? Because he hasn't been working a goddamn program and he's even fucking said that to Dr. Drew that he doesn't work a program. Because he can't say shit like that to Dr. Drew because Dr. Drew knows what a program is and knows if somebody's drinking that they're not working one. By the way, working a program is a very specific term. It refers to the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. It refers to the 12 steps as found in the big books of Alcoholics Anonymous or the basic text of Narcotics Anonymous. Um, It's a thing. The program is synonymous with the 12 steps. If you are... Like finding means of recovery through other way, which is totally cool. I support it. Whatever you, however you're happy and healthy, support it. You usually don't say working a program because that it, it means something, and it means the twelve steps. So, uh, Matt claiming he has no memory doesn't make any sense if he was on pills. Uh, you have memory on opiates. Opiates are definitely not a blackout drug. Xanax, yes. Alcohol, yes. Um, Not opiates. You don't black out from heroin or opioids or whatever. Uh, When he, it doesn't make any sense that he would be in New York and have two hour long conversations and literally have no memory that they existed. If he's doing pain pills, as he describes. Also, not using when Lee is there is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. People would be shocked to know where I did heroin. They would be disgusted to know where I did heroin. Because guess what? When you're in an active addiction, you don't have the power of choice. You can't just be like, oh, well, my kids are coming over, so I'm not going to use dope today. That's not how it fucking works. You get sick. You get dope sick. People don't understand. Like, it's so obvious Matt doesn't understand this. Because if he did, he would know that he would have been dope sick. You can't just choose when you're going to use. If anything, you use a little more when Lee is around so that you're not dope sick and so that you're able to get out of bed and take care of her. Um, when he says, I never use in front of any of my kids, I'm pretty sure that directly contradicts the leaked passages in his book where he talks about being a fucking mess around his kids. Um, it, you don't, Having Lee around was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it preoccupied my mind. I had to take care of her and I didn't have to think about all the negative stuff. That's not how drug addiction works. When you are a drug addict, there's no other stuff. Your mind does not get preoccupied, especially when you're an opioid addict and you literally need it to function. Like, being on opiates, like, you, after a certain point, you honestly almost stop getting high unless you do a really, like, a lot. You need opiates just to get well. You have to use the minute you wake up till the minute you go to bed or you're dope sick. You're physically sick. Um, there's, you, I can't fully explain what it means to not be preoccupied by other things because when you're an opiate addict, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. There's heroin or, or pills, whatever. And then everything else comes after it. Everything else comes after it. You cannot function. You cannot think. There's, there is no substitute for it. Your kid doesn't just come over and you're like, well, I won't use because the baby's here. That's just not how it works. Um, 
so when he says, I got sick after, afterward after I went to my program for the first time since relapsing. What program? What does that mean? After he went to a meeting, does that mean he went to an NA meeting and he threw up afterwards? I threw up for a few days. And by the way, when was the last time he went to a meeting? Because he's been drinking for three fucking years on camera. <laughs> I'm so angry. Um, So I spent... I needed a reminder that this isn't a life. I threw up for a few days. <laughs> I threw up for a few days. Guys, I shit my pants when I was dope sick. I literally shit my pants because I was so sick. And I know anybody listening that has been dope sick understands exactly what I'm saying. Like, throwing up for a few days is a hilarious way to describe withdrawal from opiates. Like, it is the literal worst pain that you can imagine like having the flu times 1000 you shit you puke you sweat your legs are so restless you consider chopping them off um you can't sit on the bed because the bed's too soft you can't be on the floor because the beds or the floor is too hard you're sweating but you're freezing the only place that feels semi-okay is in the bathtub um once my whole body went numb like, th with this weird tingly sensation. The idea that he threw up <laughs> for a few days is hilarious because it's so inaccurate and just so crazy. Um, and, I like, I, I, it just doesn't make sense. This line where he says, I got sick afterward after I went to my program for the first time since relapsing literally means nothing. It, mean, it means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And he also said, I spent a lot of years sober and was disappointed and ashamed. Okay, so you spent zero years sober because you've told us that when you first got with Amber and moved into her house, you were still using. And we've seen you drinking the entire time you were with Amber. So you're not fucking sober and stop using that word. <sighs> guys, Amber and Matt just like bring it out of me. Um, but I know you guys liked it when I cried about them last time. So I hope you like me screaming about them this time. So back to their episode. Um, they're all at dinner or lunch, whatever, the four of them. And Matt is pissed. And they're all drinking, by the way. <laughs> Amber and Matt are drinking. <laughs> they're sober. Um, but Matt says, I forgive you for humiliating me on TV. Which is very rude. And then Matt gets up and talks to a producer and says this genius line. I don't care who you have to oral pleasure with to keep the Amber Matt wedding stuff off TV. It's going to embarrass me in front of 12 million people. I'm done with her psycho ass. What does that mean? 12 million people. <laughs> baby girl. Baby girl Matt. Move the decimal point over because 12 million people don't watch Teen Mom. <laughs> Maybe 1.2 on the best ratings of the season. Um, Basically, it's like... It doesn't make any sense. And we flash to Christina and Leah and Gary. And Christina says that Matt texted and wanted to talk to Leah about getting married. And Leah said, no, no, no. And they, the three of them have a whole fucking conversation about how Leah would not be okay with Amber and Matt getting married in Vegas. Don't forget. Don't forget, guys. Matt told Amber that Leah said it was fine and actually was excited about it. Uh, we see Annette and Wayne get married. Matt apologizes to Amber for putting her on the spot. 
And he's like, we can't do it without Leah and your family. That's been so good to me. And uh, Amber keeps saying, I'm just so scared. It has nothing to do with you, but I'm scared you're going to cheat on me. And Matt finishes it off by saying, you're the one person who's scared of nothing. You put yourself in prison. <sighs> LOL. Um, it's This pod's been going on for like 50 minutes and I've literally only talked about Matt and Amber. <laughs> it's just, guys, um, it was a crazy episode. It's been a crazy week for them. That recap was pretty shitty, but I think all the other stuff that happened was like more exciting, don't you think? Um... Yeah, it was crazy. I'm assuming it's just going to ramp up and get crazier. Amber is being a dumbass. Matt is a rapist, manipulative, terrifying sociopath as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I hope, I don't know what I hope. I hope they break up. I hope they don't do a porn. I hope a million things. I hope Matt dies. I mean, is that like really too much to say but like I do because he's a terrible person and he's just gonna move on from Amber here's the thing Amber can't leave him all of her money is in his name he said on the after show that he controls the money because Amber like is too lazy to do it and all of the fucking house flipping is in her is in his name the cars are in his name oh my favorite part oh my god of the after show is when he said he wasn't getting paid for the first two seasons and this is the first time he's been getting paid by mtv and he got a big paycheck and the first thing he did was go buy that little corvette that they were driving and he realized that day that amber wouldn't be able to drive it in the snow so what did he do we went out and bought her a caddy that same day and sean (laughs) slash bubby um, was like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. That's what I don't understand. You guys need to save your money. And Amber was like, no, no, we have money. Um, it was just funny because you can tell Sean like knows that they're terrible with money. Um, Amber owes like 80 to 90 K in back taxes. That's why they don't own a house because the government will take it. They are fucking idiots. Maybe they have to do that porn because they're probably broke. Also, like, I swear they had that caddy for two years. Also, did you guys notice that they have a Cadillac, a Range Rover, and that very expensive Corvette? It's insane, guys. So, yeah, Amber's not leaving Matt. I don't know. Maybe she'll go to rehab soon. Hey, guys, that's it for this week's iTunes version of Feathers in My Hair. To hear the extended version of this, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Also, make sure to check out The Smush Room on iTunes or Patreon. It's fucking hilarious. It's by Troy McGeady. It's about celebrity couples that you maybe knew dated, maybe didn't. And by celebrity, I mean like really low-level reality TV stars, which you're obviously interested if you're listening to this. All right, guys, have a great week. Love you. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.